Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Um, a lot of you go through the one-year Bible like Mary Alice and I do, and, and oftentimes our ideas for Noah's Window come as we read through the scriptures every morning. And right now, uh, in our Old Testament reading, we're in the book of Exodus. And as Mary Alice and I have been discussing, we've come across something that we feel like it would be meaningful to talk about on Noah's Window. And I got to tell you right up front, it may not be the most fun thing to talk about, but I do think it's one of the most timely. Uh, we're at the part of the book of Exodus where Moses is going into Pharaoh to tell Pharaoh that God has said to let the people go and sacrifice. But we know ultimately God wants to set the people of Israel free from Pharaoh and from the, from the people of Egypt who were keeping them in, in slavery. So uh, I think most people know about the request that God gave Moses to let the people go and the 10 plagues that God sent to, to get Pharaoh to be willing to let them go. But in this process, Pharaoh offers Moses four compromises. And so for the next four days, we want to look at those four compromises because I think it's very timely that we talk about those today. But before we get into this, let's just talk about how that in the Bible, oftentimes, Mary Alice, there's symbolism, there's mm -hmm. stories that are symbolic of things that happen, especially Old Testament stories that are symbolic of New Testament truths. In fact, right. we we're told this twice, I think once in the book of 1 Corinthians and once in the book of Hebrews, that those stories that are there are there for examples for us. So here, here's kind of the cast of characters. Moses and the people of Israel represent God's people. Pharaoh, to be honest, represents the enemy. He represents Satan here. But here's the thing that's most important for us to understand. Egypt is always a symbol of the world. And by the world, I'm not talking about the globe or the planet. I'm talking about the world system that is always set against God. So here is the challenge. is God's people. Uh, God wants to bring them out of slavery to the world. He wants to bring them into the promised land. He wants to bring them to a great place. Uh, but the challenge is the world's not going to want to let them go. And the enemy here is going to offer Moses four compromises in which Pharaoh can say, hey, you can do what you want to do, but you'll still remain a slave to the world. And so for the next four days, Mary Alice, we want to talk about these compromises. So let's look at the first one. This is in Exodus chapter 8, verse 25. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron. All right. So in other words, Pharaoh is saying, okay, you can do this thing with God. Go ahead and offer sacrifices to your God, he said, but do it here in this land. Now remember, Egypt is a type of the world and Pharaoh has just said, you can be, and we'll put this in modern terms, you can be a Christian, but stay here in the world system. And Mary Alice, I think that's a compromise that so many people buy into today. And it's important for us to understand Salvation is a free gift. We don't get saved because we step away from the world, but it does involve a choice. And I think it's important for us to recognize that that choice must be a choice for Jesus Christ. And so is it, is it possible here for a Christian to do what Pharaoh is saying? I mean, go ahead and, and follow your God, but you have to be in the world system and do it here. What do you think about kind that? Kind of reminds me of the secret Christian concept. You know, um, you can you can just keep it private, but live like everybody else and just merge into the system, and it's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, and we'll talk about this all four days here, but clearly the enemy understood 
that if they bought this compromise, they weren't going to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he was saying to them, to the people of Israel, and again, like I said, we're 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 kind of a symbolic of that. He was saying to them, "You can do the God thing, but." You have to stay in the world system. Mm -hmm. You know, I was telling you about a statistic that I came across the other day where uh, the statistic said that like over 60% of Americans claim to be Christian, but only six have a biblical worldview. Right. And you were asking me about that biblical worldview. Yeah. And I said, well, it's just like five basic questions. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, you have the uh, full Christian biblical belief system. It's not minute concepts No, no. Doctrine. I mean, we're it's just talking just about basics. do you believe the Bible is the Word right. of God? Do you believe Jesus is the way to heaven? You right. know, these are just the most basic elementary things. And yet, although 60% of Americans claim to be Christian, only 6% have a biblical worldview. So, I mean, when you think about the world system here and the statistics I gave, what, what jumps off the page to you there? Well, one of the things is it would be so sad to have faith but never live in that faith. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, again, they wouldn't enjoy any of the freedom that God has offered them. They're, they're voluntarily going back into bondage, and that makes me think about some of the New Testament scriptures that, yeah. that Paul says, you know, why, you were delivered by grace. Why would you want to live in bondage? Go That's back to that bondage subject. again. This yeah. in Galatians yeah. where he bondage. says that. Yeah. So and I, think, I think what's really sad to me here is I think there's always this mentality, and this goes all the way back to the garden, that God is the one who brings bondage because he has rules mm -hmm. and boundaries. Mm -hmm. And Satan is the one that offers us freedom, when the truth is it's completely opposite. Well, that's so perfect here because this is exactly what's in this story. Pharaoh wants them to stay in slavery. Mm -hmm. he, he, he's he using, use them. He's he using use these them. people, mm -hmm. and that's what Satan does. He uses people. He claims to be their friend, but he's really using them. So Pharaoh doesn't want to let them go. And, and so the idea is, I'm going to tell you, you can go ahead and do the God thing, but I'm going to hold you here in bondage. You know what's really ironic to me is, why would you want to do that? I mean, why would anybody go for that? But you know, when they're out in the wilderness later, they start telling Moses, we want to go back. It was good there. Yeah. We, we, let's go back to slavery because we had this and this and this. But why would, and, and moving it to modern culture, why would we want to continue to be a slave to the sin that's held us in bondage. Well, I want to go to something you mentioned a moment ago that I think is really important because you said God doesn't want us to be in bondage. I mean, think about what God was promising the people of Israel. He was saying, you'll be in this land that flows with milk and honey. You'll, you'll live in houses you didn't build. You're going to eat from vineyards that you didn't plant. You know, God had this wonderful future for them. But, of course, the enemy wanted to hold them in bondage in Egypt. And I think that's so true today. I mean, if you take all this symbolism, just move the story of Pharaoh and Israel off to the side, just think about us. I really do believe that Satan tells so many people, oh, if, you, or if you're determined that you're going to do this Jesus thing, you can do it. But you can still be part of this world system. And I, I just don't. When I look at the scriptures, I don't know that that's possible. I mean, you're not saved, again, because you leave the world system, but it's all about a choice. And a choice for Jesus makes no sense if a person is in it love with this world the, system. It wasn't Jesus' prayer where he said, I'm going to leave them in the world, but they're not to be of, of the, the world. world. Yeah. And again, you know, each day in this, uh, while we're talking about the world being... Um, what holds people in bondage. I want to not only give you part of the compromises that uh, Pharaoh offered Moses, but I want to read something to you about the world system. And the, today I want to look at James chapter four in the fourth verse, where the Bible says, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? 
And I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself the enemy of God. And I want to be really, really clear about something so that no one misunderstands. The Bible's not talking about being a friend to the people in the world. What it's talking about is being a friend of this world system that is set against God. And we feel that today. It's one reason why I felt like these four Noah's windows are so timely because we are watching this world system bow its neck against Jesus Christ. You know, we live in a world today where, you know, people are free to uh, do anything that disrespects Jesus Christ and somehow they still find a way to be politically correct. And so it's, it's clear for us that it, it, there is a choice and the, the choice that Pharaoh offered Moses is not a real choice. The idea that you can be a Christian and yet still believe in this world system, it's not a choice. Well, that's the first compromise. And I, again, I, I just keep going back to that statistic. If 60% of Americans claim to be Christians, and yet only 6% have just a basic biblical worldview, there's no getting around. Way too many people have bought into this idea that you can follow Jesus and still be a believer in the world system. You know, I just keep trying to think what that would even look like. Yeah. You know, because I think what that makes me think about is um, maybe maybe they're not actually in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's so many things that just jump off the page of me. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. Mm -hmm. You can't travel two roads. Mm -hmm. But there's a belief that, that people can. And, and you can see, since Pharaoh represents Satan here, that's the message of Satan, that somehow you can travel two roads at the same time. And no one can do that. You can't do it. Well, Mary Alice, uh, pray for us today. I mean, I know that this isn't something that our Noah's window viewers are going to be part of because long ago, most of them, not all of them, had decided they would follow Jesus, the world behind me, the cross before me. But I do think we need to pray for the people that we love because so oftentimes Satan victimizes them by making them believe they can do something that can't be done. And, and it's it's a lie that's just in our face all the it's time. It's a lie. It sure. is. And, and, um, it's, and we're all bombarded with the enemy on a regular basis, so I think it's good just to be reminded. That sounds good. Well, let's pray. Let's pray. Oh, Father, I just thank you today that we can have truth, that we can plant ourselves firmly in you and, and in your truth, and that you can uh, show us where the deceptions are, and that you can show us where Satan's traps are laid for us. And I just pray, Father, for today, for each and every one of us, that we would be crystal clear on uh, who we're serving, who our master is, and what direction we're headed. And I just pray that you would keep the evil one away from uh, working his deceptions. And for those of us who have uh, friends and relatives who we know are being deceived by this world system, I just pray that you would use us, Father, to be a light shining in their lives and, I, and that we could point them to you. And Father, we're just so thankful that you're more powerful than the enemy and that you are able to deliver us. And I just pray that you would uh, do that in each and every life. And uh, Father, for all the urgent situations that are going on in the lives of those that are watching or listening today, I just pray that you would intervene and show yourself powerful in each of those situations. And Father, just guide us each day at a time as we're walking through these, uh, these difficult days. I just pray that you would have mercy on us and use us for your glory and honor and provide for us according to your riches. And we're going to ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining Mary Alice and me on Noah's Window. And we'll be back tomorrow with compromise number two. 
And I think you're going to find these interesting as we go through here. One more time, all of this is in Exodus chapters 8 through 10. So if you're interested in checking this out, we would encourage you to do that. Well, until tomorrow, pray you have a wonderful day today. We'll see you then.